Hi, my name is Donna Fry, and today's leadership quote comes from Tom Peters. Leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you're starting to think about holiday gifts for your team like I am, Goody is a game changer. They have amazing gifts that people will really love, including brands that give back to charitable causes. As a longtime executive assistant, I've always been nervous about holiday gifting season. But thankfully, Goody's platform lets you send one gift or hundreds at the same time without ever worrying about shipping details. Can I get an amen? With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info, and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. Go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to start gifting today. Hey friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and today is episode 195. You can check out the show notes for this episode at leaderassistant.com slash 195, leaderassistant.com slash 195. And today, I am excited to be speaking with Donna Fry. Donna is a Senior Executive Assistant at Blink Health. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So I pinged a bunch of people or actually just kind of broadly posted on LinkedIn and said, hey, does anybody want to be on the podcast? And uh, much to my surprise and delight, there were very... Uh, quite a few <laughs> assistants who reached out and said, hey, I'd love to be on the show. And you were one of them, Donna. And we've known each other for a while. You joined our leader assistant Zoom chats uh, on a fairly regular basis. And you've had a few job um, situations that you were wrestling with. And you, I loved how you would show up to those calls and just ready to kind of put it out there and seek help from the community. And much like you put yourself out there and to be on the show today, um, takes takes guts and courage to do that. So props to you for doing that and being a leader and leading yourself in that way. Um, but before we dive into your professional journey, tell us a little bit about yourself. What city do you live in? Uh, do you have any hobbies? Do you have cats or turtles <laughs> or kids or all of the above? Um, I live in the Seattle area. Um, so we just started our rainy season. I have a 14 year old son and I have two bonus children, a three year old and a seven year old. And I have three, um, American bully dogs. Nice. Nice. What are the dogs names? Spike, Hazel, and Rexy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like you have a lot of fun then around the house. Yeah. Our my hobbies are my kids and my dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> it's always a busy house. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Well, uh, so tell us a little bit about your career. How did you, you know, where did kind of you get kicked off in, you know, just your career journey and the administrative support world and assistant world? Yeah. Um, while I was attending community college for my associate's degree, I was working multiple jobs. And one of them was at a um, bathroom remodel company. Uh, and I would call leads and set up appointments with the salespeople. And within months, that morphed into a office manager role. <laughs> so um, I started running the office. And that kind of started my career. And um, I was actually laid off in the 2008 um, recession and found myself working at Group Health, which has been acquired by Kaiser. And I worked there on and off for about 10 years, which, nice. <laughs> yeah. And um a couple of years ago, Kaiser did a mass layoff. I think it was like 119 of us laid off at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I kind of spent a year diving into um, <laughs> your podcast, uh, Maggie Jacobs' book, uh, the Elevated EA and your book, and really decided I was just going to dive in and really elevate my career from just um, you know, administrative assistant work to an EA. And I landed uh, my first EA role supporting um, <laughs> the entire C-suite, uh, a CEO, <laughs> a president, the CTO, uh, VP of marketing and VP of sales. So um, wow. yeah. And so that was a really great role and taught me a lot, but burnout was real. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up uh, finding myself at Blink Health, where I support the CTO and the VP of growth, and I am just learning tons. So it's it's been a really courageous couple of years, but it's been um, my favorite. <laughs> mm. So great. Well, tell us like what your favorite part about being an assistant is. Um, I kind of equate being an assistant as my natural mothering abilities. I'm making sure my executive's okay and taken care of and predicting needs. And it's just really feeds my need to nurture people and take care of people and bridge. I think I really enjoy bridging that gap between staff and the executives, like really becoming that um, person who makes the executives more feel more personable and available. So I really enjoy that part. Hmm. Yeah, it's awesome to tie to connect the dots and support and yeah, like the the nurture part that you mentioned, just because it's very uh, the assistants that I talk with and myself included as I'm currently still an assistant um, <laughs> yeah. but we you know we we get up in the morning and we just really 
get excited about helping other people, uh, which is definitely a unique trait for sure. It is. It's um, the amount of compassion that assistants have for their executives just knows no bounds. So it's it's a pretty awesome job. Yeah. Well, on the flip side, uh, you mentioned burnout a little bit. Uh, I know you had your hands full in your last role. What's maybe one of the most challenging parts or your least favorite part about your assistant career? Um, growth is painful. <laughs> so I think as you're growing, um, especially my role grew very quickly. Um, you're going to make mistakes. Um, things are going to take longer to figure out because you're figuring them out for the first time. And, and that can be painful and exhausting while you're trying to to learn and really like come into your new role and that that can take a toll on you and i i also think i'm one of those people that really internalize my mistakes and instantly i'm like you can never do that again we gotta fix this so Hmm. i think i can be hard on myself and you know supporting five execs in a you know takes a lot of time to get to know each one and find out their needs. And it was just very mentally taxing. So I think the initial growth into the role is probably my least favorite, but once you find your jam, then it's game on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it, everything changes, huh? Yeah. You, you can start, once you know your exec and their needs, you can really start finding your niche and and how to really help them meet their goals. And that's exciting when you start seeing, you know, your exec become successful because of the things you've put in place. Yeah. Well, speaking of goals, how do you navigate goal setting when you're not really, and we as assistants, um, it's hard to see ourselves as a revenue generating role or, you know, a bottom line <laughs> uh, impact role. How do we how do you navigate goal setting and how do you tie it back to tie what we do back to the overall goals of the organization? Yeah, Um I try to align my executive strategic goals or KPIs um, with my own. Um, I think I talked about <laughs> Maggie Jacobs says in her book, um, your goal is to help your executive get to their next level. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think the way I try to approach it is redirecting conversations with my exec and finding out their vision, their plans, their values, and trying to get their attention so we can align uh, so I can do my job better. And I've just learned through you um, that my best asset is managing their time. So I set my goals basically the best way I can put it is I need to make time for them to do their job successfully. So Mm -hmm. 
um, having a time, doing time studies on their calendar. I absolutely loved your Zapier. <laughs> yeah. um, calendar audit. Yeah, it was amazing. It was the game changer for me um, because I could then show my executive, you know, this is how you're allocating your time. This is where we need to adjust and shift. If this is the goal you need to hit this quarter. Mm-hmm. So that's really um, how I started setting my goals was, you know, if I could give my exec the time that we planned and make sure he has a dedicated time to do his work, to reach the goals, then we're both successful. Yeah. So I tried to really kind of roll up my goals into each of my execs. So I knew if they had time, then we were going to reach our goals. And that's, that's really kind of, well, I I'll say that's my professional goal setting, personal goal setting. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and for those listening, there's a calendar audit tool that I use with Google calendar and Zapier. Um, and you can check out, uh, there's a free video course I put together with the templates on how I use that. And that's what Donna is referring to, but you can go to track dot assistanceguide.com and you can sign up for that free video course walkthrough um, and I walk through how exactly I do the calendar audit for my executive uh, again using Google Calendar and Zapier but that's track.assistanceguide.com to check that out all right well Donna uh, what about career growth you know, you, I ask when I have people on the show, I ask them, what topics would you like to discuss? And one of those you mentioned, I like how you said it's career growth as a lattice versus a ladder and how being an individual contributor should hold the same value as a people manager. So talk about the difference between what you meant by a lattice versus a ladder. Yeah, I think a lot of people think growth within the organization means that, um, you know, you would need a title change and to start managing people um, versus a lattice where you can grow within your role or laterally and still have compensation and, and still find areas of you know, you like working in, I don't necessarily want a title change because I love my position so much, but I still want to grow within my role. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, where career ladders can feel like you're waiting for somebody to like dictate how far you can go. Um, but I think we can explore nonlinear opportunities of growth, like, um, I support a CTO, so I became a certified Scrum Master and Product Owner, so I would understand how projects move along, um, you know, in the tech tech space, mm-hmm. and and that's helped me a lot in my career, and it also tied in with project management, which all EAs know those projects come, so it it's grown. I've grown within my role and got certified in things that may not necessarily what I do, but has helped me. And I think 
you know, high performing employees have high output, passion, and we can be individual contributors without becoming people managers. And I just think it's really important that, you know, to express that because I can't tell you how many times I've had my execs ask, um, what would you ever want to be a manager or a supervisor? Mm -hmm. And it, honest, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I really like being you know, a high performing individual contributor. <laughs> um, but I think there's definitely ways we can explore to grow our roles within. Um, you know, I know I, I listened to a podcast where an EA uh, became certified in editing documents. And that's, that's a skill set that we all use. And I think there's just different ways we can be valued as individual contributors versus, you know, people managers and still grow and be successful within our roles. Yeah, I, I resonate with that a lot. I've been asked in the past, my prior role, it's like, hey, you know, you could be a director of operations someday. And I'm like, yeah, I see what you have to put up with. I don't know if I want to do that. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, you're not pushing yourself enough or whatever. It's like, no, I can grow. Like you said, you can grow laterally. You can grow um, in your individual contributor role. And you see that a lot in specialist roles, like even software engineers, software developers. You see that where you've got this really great software engineer and you promote them to manage a team and then they really struggle because they're like, I just really enjoy developing and, and coding. <laughs> I don't really enjoy the people part. And so I've seen that a lot where it's like you promote someone you think, Oh, they're, they're, they're our best engineer. So let's make them a manager. Well, it doesn't go well. And you essentially you have to put them back in a non-managerial position so that they can thrive with what they enjoy and what they're good at in that individual contributor role role. So yeah, well said. Um, well, Donna, what, what's maybe one thing that, you know, you mentioned you got into the podcast, you got into the books and really finding your, the resources and finding yourself throughout that journey. What's one thing that you would encourage assistants listening with? So if they think you think, okay, What's one takeaway or take home uh, tidbit from this episode that you want those listening to take away? What would that be? Invest in yourself. Um, I think for years, I just thought, you know, it was up to me and my manager to figure out my career path. But I started really realizing, like, I'm the only one looking out for me. I have to invest in myself. And I started buying the books and going to the seminars and, you know, paying for the webinars. And it's, it's propelled my career in the last two years in ways I, I never thought. And I just, 
I know it always feels like, oh, it's so expensive, but it's it's your entire career and it's and worth you're worth investing in. You're totally worth it. Yeah, well said. Well, what's uh you know, where's a good place for folks to find you if they want to say hi? Uh LinkedIn is the best way. Um just search Donna in as in Nancy Fry. And uh, I'd be happy to connect with anybody. Great. Well, I will definitely put that link in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 195, leaderassistant.com slash 195. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciated you sharing a little bit of your story and your insight and, yeah, taking that courageous step of reaching out and saying, Hey, I'll be on the show. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy. Please review on Apple podcasts. Go bullos.com.